The key to stopping climate denial? Middle schoolers. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. More rain has fallen in the lower 48 states over the last 12 months than during any similar period in over 120 years of record-keeping. Much of the Midwest and south-central areas of the country are full of water. According to the Washington Post, the Mississippi River has risen to one of its highest levels since 1993. The Coast Guard shut down a five-mile stretch in St. Louis to barge traffic, which is hard on farmers who are being hit not only with rains and flooding, but also tariffs. Farther south in Louisiana, the governor declared a state of emergency due to severe weather. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers opened a major spillway for the second time this year to protect New Orleans. The same storm system affected Houston, where parts received five inches of rain in 90 minutes, forcing evacuations and causing power outages. In the north, water levels on the Great Lakes are expected to reach record highs this year. Lake Superior rose two inches inches more than normal in April. About six years ago, Lakes Huron and Michigan fell to their lowest points during a 15-year slump that dried up wetlands and forced cargo vessels to lighten loads. Now, a spokesperson for the Army Corps told the Detroit Free Press they are at the other extreme. We are eroding the very foundations of our economies, livelihoods, food security, health, and quality of life worldwide. That's what Sir Robert Watson, chair of a U.N. agency, said upon the release of a summary report which concludes that nature is being destroyed at rates unprecedented in human history. About one in eight animal and plant species on Earth is threatened with extinction, many within decades. In the oceans, a third of marine mammals, sharks, and coral reefs are at risk. Overfishing is occurring in a third of fish stocks, with only a small percentage being harvested at sustainable levels. Three-quarters of the planet's terrestrial Industrial environments have been altered. 100 million hectares of tropical forests were lost from 1980 to 2000, mainly from cattle ranching in Latin America and Southeast Asia. Indigenous peoples own and occupy more than 25% of the global land area, and while under increasing pressure, those lands are generally declining less rapidly than others. The report recognizes that the perspectives of indigenous and local communities would benefit regional and global development. Lithium is used in a wide variety of products from medicines and cosmetics to batteries in cell phones and cars. Rechargeable lithium batteries are crucial for storing energy generated by solar and wind power. The global demand for the mineral is expected to rise at least 300% in the next 10 to 15 years, with as much as half to be used in batteries as the demand for electric vehicles grows. The Trump administration has designated lithium as essential to economic and national security, but much of it is sourced from Chile, and the only functioning U.S. mine is in Nevada. The search for lithium in the U.S may be leading to a war between environmentalists and battery technologists in Death Valley, California. The Los Angeles Times reports that an Australian firm has asked the federal government for permission to drill exploratory wells there to see if it has economically viable concentrations of lithium. However, several environmental organizations say lithium extraction in Death Valley would bring industrial sprawl, large drying ponds, and threats to a fragile ecosystem that support bighorn sheep, tortoises, and alligator lizards, among other species. 
environmentalists are also concerned about the risks to contamination of aquifers and surface waters. The superintendent of Death Valley National Park said that a large mining operation would have significant water requirements, which would normally help support wildlife. The first evidence of radioactive carbon that was released into the atmosphere from nuclear bomb tests last century has been found in the deepest parts of the ocean. But it didn't just fall through the water. Rather, it was transported there by the marine food web. Earth.com explains that the nuclear bomb tests in the 50s and 60s released radioactive carbon that settled on the ocean's surface where it was taken up by organisms. A new study found the radiation, or bomb carbon, in crustaceans in the deepest ocean trenches that feed on organic matter. The study published in Geophysical Research Letters shows that while ocean circulation could take hundreds of years to bring water contamination to the deepest trench, the food chain achieves it much faster. And finally, when it comes to accepting the overwhelming science around climate change, a new survey reported in The Guardian shows that of 23 countries, the U.S. has the highest percent of denial behind only Indonesia and Saudi Arabia. So are these beliefs baked in and unshakable? Possibly not. And what might be needed is a conversation with a middle schooler. Researchers from North Carolina State University designed an experiment to educate students about climate change to see how it might affect their parents. They divided the kids into two groups, a control group who didn't get specialized curriculum and those who got hands-on lessons about impacts such as sea level rise and stronger storms, two things directly affecting the coasts where they live. They surveyed adults before and after the program and found that parents of students who got the climate lessons showed a larger change in their level of concern than the parents of students who didn't. The biggest change was among male conservatives with daughters being the most persuasive in changing their minds. The authors said this approach was successful because kids saw impacts firsthand, such as how temperature increases are affecting sea turtle nests in the area, and then they discussed their experience with their parents. Lead author Danielle Lawson said, while kids don't have a lot of monetary or political power, if we give them a place to have a voice, they can bring us together. This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Water Works Association. Explore new trends and technology at ACE19, June 9th through 12th in Denver. Learn more at awwaace.org.